crazy mother. Welcome to the Cost of Goods Told podcast. My name's Connor. I'm a chef and media producer. I am joined, as always, by my co-producer, Darren Lafferty, Erd. a uh, super veteran of the uh, restaurant industry. <laughs> super veteran. Super. Yeah. Super. Yeah. I'm going to keep some I of that stuff it. we were talking about earlier where it's like, you know, oh man, it's been 20 years since I love something. Super. So yeah, because <laughs> I super. feel like I'm getting up there. <laughs> we also have a, a special guest, uh, Greg Gatlin of Gatlin's Barbecue. Super excited to have you on. Usually we start the first 20 minutes with like kind of like a recap or whatnot, but there is so much to cover with your barbecue journey that we'd love to just dedicate this whole episode to you Um, because there's the, you know, the origin story, then the entire growth, and then, you know, so much that you've you've got your hands on now. Um, And for listeners who are relatively new, we like to kind of cover you know the the basic stuff you know like what your barbecue style is but then there's a lot of operational questions stuff you're probably tired of answering yeah yeah <laughs> exactly but those probably the, forgot most of it <laughs> <laughs> see we're here to help we're just here to help keep you young so as always we're very thankful to be here at yeah, beavers thank you for coming and very thank you. you know for all of our guests uh also our sponsors duke's premium meats yep. um you'll hear a little bit from them in between each section and so forth but again you know huge shout out to uh, beavers on on Westheimer for hosting us it's uh it's one of a one of our ways of getting people to actually be on the podcast so because <laughs> right, right. they ain't here to talk to us they're right. here to get some good well and to that to that point uh Greg who's busy right all all day all night yeah. brought his family here for dinner right so it's been a great location for us to have other pit masters business owners on and if they say hey man I got family to deal. No, that's no excuse. <laughs> Bring your family, sit outside, you know, have some great barbecue here at, at Beavers too. So great thank atmosphere. But anyway, thank you for bringing your family. Thank you guys for having us. Our pleasure. Thank yeah, you. awesome. So Greg, if you don't mind just kind of giving us like a kind of quick summary recap. I know that there's other podcasts and there's a lot of media out there that, that will tell about your background mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but if you don't mind just giving us the, the, the TLDR super summary of it. So, uh, everything started back in roughly 2007, 2008, uh, kind of started getting this itch to get into food. Actually, I've always kind of been cooking and doing food, but actually do it as a business with something totally different. Um, the first thing we kind of used to do was the alumni tailgate at Rice University. So, uh, every, every home game we had, we actually the responsibility of feeding all the lettermen oh, that were there uh how i did that i wasn't really sure <laughs> so what, what what year were you at rice did you graduate so that was 98 to 0, 02. okay so you graduated from there and then and then went back to help out with tailgating yeah cool. yeah so you know it was i mean it was, it, was, it was really just so one of the guys he already had a pit and uh, his dad always used to come out there, so he used to josh with me about making ribs. And so uh, it kind of became this friendly competition about who made the best ribs and stuff. Right. And so I started smoking him on his pit. <laughs> oh, man, come on. Oh, and no. So, All is uh, fair in love and war and, and yeah, ribs, right? It was, it was crazy. So eventually uh, I finally ended up getting my own rig and all that kind of stuff. And um one thing led to another. Folks were kind of asked me for business cards. I was writing names and numbers on napkins. You know? <laughs> so uh, it was it was seriously kind of grassroots. Uh, at the time, I was doing benefits consulting and then moved on to uh, commercial real estate appraising after that. 
kind of crazy because the office that I was actually in, there were a bunch of food and barbecue nuts that were in the office, so we were all kind of mm-hmm. always talking about it, just right. you know, as a side conversation and whatnot. I was bringing stuff to the office for them to test, not knowing that, you know, <laughs> hey, this is my something that I actually might end up doing. And um, so once that started to happen, uh, started looking to culinary school. Uh, my oldest daughter was bo- was born. There went your culinary school money. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Not your dream, just your money. And, and right? it, it was so crazy. Cause I was, so uh, what happened was I didn't, I didn't totally get out. I stopped and I ended up working for the Pappas family. So okay. I, interview, uh, I was working at the Papado on 290. Okay. Uh, had an awesome GM that kind of, I think he really, really wanted me to stay on uh, to uh, see kind of what potential I had for the company. But you know, like I said, things. So this was after Rice University. This is after. Rice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So all this, all this was after Rice, right in the middle of professional careers, and you know all that kind of stuff. You kind of like, and I, then I told my parents, they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, right. Right. <laughs> like you went to school to do what? And I was like, just trust me on this. I was like, it might be all right. I was like, I got my whole life to go back and work. I'm and did right. they trust you? They did. They right. did. I don't. I, so I, I'm not sure what they what their conversations were at night <laughs> when they were laying down. But yeah. you know, hey, they 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 really did. They they bought in, and um, they were actually they they they're my first partners. Oh, is that right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, my dad, my two brothers, both uh, St. Thomas grads, as well. And uh, shout out to Tom Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, discipline, and knowledge from St. Thomas yes, University. Indeed. No, from St. Thomas High, High School. School. High School. Yeah. But uh, all those guys, uh, my dad, my two brothers, they all pitched in, and we had so we said, "Hey, we gotta, we got this this chunk of money right here. Mm-hmm. So, what do we need to do?" And I said, "We gotta, we gotta find a place first. Right. I was like, "So, what do you know? How are we gonna make that happen?" So, I was. Working and managing Papado was doing catering on the side, right? And trying to find a place to open up a barbecue spot. And you had a background in in like commercial real estate or yeah. or, or consulting so, or something yeah, along those lines, right? Yeah. So uh, economics, management, sports management, right? Were my majors at Rice. Okay. And so uh, I was on the insurance side, insur- insurance and benefits. Okay. All right. And so you know all that stuff, just all the ec- the economic part that. Rice got you into it, gave you a base, uh, knowing how to talk to people, knowing how to communicate, knowing how to mm-hmm. some way create a deal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. On the consultant side, knowing how to put in the work and the hours. Sure. You know, all that stuff all um, kind you of had a foundation. Me, yeah, right, yeah. For, for just knowing, you know, hey, it's going to be work. You may not know exactly what you're getting into, but hey, you know how to work. Sure. And right. so then once, you, once I got the foundation from working with the Pavis family, they train you like crazy. <laughs> So I mean, you great program. You know what to do. <laughs> you do. You, if not, you, you'll you'll sink if yeah. you don't if you don't figure it out. But you know, I said they they gave me they gave me the knowledge. They gave me the the time that I needed to to you know know how to run a business. Be what's developed. The correct right. Yeah. What's the correct way to run a business? Uh, more than anything, and then you know my side as far as what my palate was to taste. You know that was just God given. Just yeah. you know, hey. You know, thank goodness you know what decent food tastes like, sure. <laughs> or at least be able to judge your own self to be like that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you, I mean, you know, your lineage also uh, leans towards barbecue. Yeah. 
because whether it be a family gathering mm -hmm. or whether it be some sort of you know smoking briskets or ribs or whatever you were doing that already as a young kid or your dad absolutely. was right? absolutely absolutely so, so it was in your blood to begin with absolutely right? so i can see where that passion would come from i mean it was it was kind of crazy because uh my dad is all the time he always tells this story <laughs> He says, man, you got the roughest tongue because anytime he, like, he would flip the meat, I'd be like, dad, let me taste. And so, I was little. And so once we got older, he's like, you're not licking my finger. I was like, oh, I can grab it myself now. Oh, that's why, because you were licking his finger. I thought maybe he was burning the taste buds off. That used to be so funny because he's like, He's like, you got the roughest little tongue, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you got a cat tongue. Yeah, yeah man. It's, so it's crazy. So, uh, you know, just growing up and like, so my dad, my uncles, we had family reunions. And on that side of the family, uh, right near Shreveport, uh, where my grandmother's family's from, called Logansport, Mansfield area, right up down through uh, Louisiana, kind of north, kind of west, northwest Louisiana. Uh, there, my great uncle had a barbecue shack okay and i remember so it was it was the barbecue place it was a big field so he had a bunch of bulls and horses and stuff and then there was a couple houses and then the well was there and then down the street was the barbecue place and uh they used to cook these big massive pork shoulders right and so i just remember him with this big bucket of mopping sauce yeah slapping it on there <laughs> Did you spend summers there working there or did you just, when you I went mean, to visit? So, yeah, so we were we were young. Okay. You know, we were we were young, so they they were you know, they were trying to keep us from falling in the well. And, you know, <laughs> we, we'd go and they had they had hog pens and stuff. Like, don't get in the hog pens with Like, y'all come out smelling terrible, you know, and so uh just that that whole life was, you know, it, it was it was always good to be away from the city and you kinda get, you know, th those particular uh, essentials of just growing up, man. You just see something different. Right. Uh, at that point in time, it, you know, that point I never thought I would be doing doing this. Right, right, right. By, by, by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, you, you see that stuff and it's etched in you. And you're just like, you know what, wow. Maybe that was, that wasn't, maybe that wasn't by chance that that, that, was, that we were down there. Well, I think you probably agree, and Connor, you tell me too, but, you know, food, you have an emotional connection with food, right? Absolutely. And I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. I just mean, if, look, if you grew up around food and there's Absolutely. fond family gatherings and yes. family, um, you know, cookouts and things like that, you never forget those things. You don't. And even as an adult, because my family's from Louisiana on my mom's side too, I have a strong connection with food. That's probably why I was in the food industry for there 30 years. Uh, and it's just something that I enjoy doing. Am I prepared to work seven days a week, 18 hours a day? No, no hell no, I'm not. But I love food, talking about food, eating food, shooting food. So I can, you certainly understand that, you know, Absolutely. you don't know as an adult what you're going to do, but you, you fall back on some of those areas of comfort, whether it be food or not. But really Well, it may not have been full-fledged restaurant bug or something when right. you were little or, right. you know, younger, you know, early on in your career, but something's embedding in there like hey look this is mm -hmm. this is awesome some sickness you know? <laughs> i want to have my own business and work 20 <laughs> yeah. hours a day yeah. <laughs> who would have thought right that's right that's exactly Jeez, right man. <clears throat> so it was the cookouts uh, uh yeah. like the, you know the the that right there and then that you know the business cards on a napkin yes. type of thing yes. so so man you like i said you keep you keep rolling and you kind of keep pressing on trying to figure out you know okay what are we doing and then so once we found the space, uh, and what was crazy is I was at Restaurant Depot, and I was pick, I was picking up meat for a catering, <laughs> and I was actually just hungry, and I was coming down 19th Street, 
and there used to be this the place that we eventually got into. It was a little like New a Orleans little house. po' boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So it was a little New Orleans po' boy place. <laughs> Prior to that, it was another like sandwich shop. Okay. Uh, Chicago sandwich shop or something like that. <laughs> Uh, prior to that and so I was just coming out I was like man maybe I'll just stop here and grab a po' boy or something I pull up damn place is cold it's closed I'm like dang it I'm hungry <laughs> and then so I just happened to look in the window probably on a little bit smaller than a eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper yeah. the bottom part of the window had a name and number on there if you'd like to lease really call me <laughs> and Catering. I look at it I'm like yeah, I don't know. I was like, well, maybe, maybe just let me get the number. Right, so right, I took right. took the number down or whatever. I, I got back. I said, hey, Dad, uh, there's this place for lease over here near Restaurant Depot. He's like, well, what does it look like? I was like, it's the little, you know, New Orleans. Uh, so it's third store. generation at least. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so um, we were just kind of like, well, let's, let's, let's go check it out and see what's what, you know, with it. Don't know unless you look, right? It's crazy. And so we, we we contacted the guy that owned the property or whatnot. So he had a woodworking shop that was behind the place. And, uh, you know, he told us, he was like, yeah, I'll lease it to you for this amount right here. And we were like, oh, okay, we, we can probably do, we can do that. How many square feet was it? Because it looks small the in house, pictures. So the, the, that, that house was 790 square feet. Oh, my really? Gosh. 790 square feet. Wow. <laughs> it had a patio attached to it that seated probably about 30 people. Mm. Uh, in the back yeah okay like right on the side so if you look at it right on the left hand side okay. there's that patio right there then in the back so we put up a fence and then we built a pit room back on the other side of it that was about about 1200 square feet right and so um you know we started getting all that stuff done uh to it we we negotiated wasn't really wasn't a whole bunch of negotiation actually you just like hey this is what it cost me we like all right <laughs> must have been all right must have been pretty decent you know i I call myself looking at some comps. I was like, this comp isn't necessarily comparable because, I mean, this may be based off residential. So right, that's so right. Than, uh, commercial and whatnot. So I just like throw the comps out of the window, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I laughed to this day and I was like, dude, if I could pay that rent <laughs> over again. I'm afraid to ask you because as a entrepreneur or wannabe businessman, I hate to look back at what rates used to be, especially in that area, that Heights Mercy. area. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! You, you would absolutely kill. You would absolutely kill to know, and I'm not going to tell it. I'm don't tell us! Tell don't it. tell I'm us! Not, I'm not, I'm not going to. Tell don't it hurt us! I don't know. Don't <laughs> hurt us! I don't know how that guy would be. Yeah, we're, we're good. good. Thank you. No, nah, we're good. Good. Thank you. And, um, you know, so me and my dad, we were like, okay. We need to we need to have X amount of people come in. That number was fifty people. Right. We said, hey, we need to have fifty people come in. And they're like, ah, man, you think we can pull it off? So you know, at that <laughs> point, I had Facebook. You know, all all my buddies and stuff that you know, I'd gone to school with. Yeah. I mean, from everywhere, from middle school to high school to college to people I worked with and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, that at that point, I didn't really. I wasn't really a believer in Facebook like that, you know? I, I don't know if anybody But pre-advertising, exactly. you, all of a sudden right. you were, right? And so, you know, we shot, the, we shot the little thing out or whatever. We are going to be open on this day or whatnot. I promise you not. We probably had about 200 people. 200, 250 Four people. days worth of, four yeah. days worth of stuff right and, there. And, uh, you know, we're looking like, we all got of food, man. <laughs> we weren't cooking for 200. We were cooking for 50. Yeah. And uh, so he said, okay, we got to kind of reevaluate this thing to kind of see. And so, I mean, it was 
from that point on, we, we exceeded our expectation of kind of what we were going to do. So it was now, okay, hey, how do we make sure that we can continue to try to cook enough for uh, you know, all the people that were starting to come? And then say, I was fast forward four months. So that was June, July, August, September, October. September, October. Uh, somehow Allison Hook Cook found out we were in this little barbecue place over M- here. Might have been that little thing called Facebook. Yeah. yeah. You don't know. You it don't was know, crazy, but. man. It was crazy. And that, <laughs> at that point, you know, I had heard of Allison Cook, but I didn't really know yeah. who she was. Yeah. And so she came in uh, and was sitting there. And the uh, Ricky Craig from, Hub, from Hubcap Hamburger happened yeah. to be there. That's and cool. And he was like, hey, you know who that is over there? I was like, who, <laughs> man? I'm just trying to get brisket out. I was like, what's up? Who's, like, who are you talking about? He's like, yeah, that's Allison Cook sitting over there. I was like, okay. Do I need to do something special? He was like, just don't screw up. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I was like, all right, man, whatever. So she writes this article. article comes out. I'm like, oh, crap. And so the next day. We had, we had the stuff from that article, and I had no idea that that was going to happen. There was a funeral that we had to cater over in the Heights that same day. Mm. And uh, so we're trying to get food after that. There's a line out the, Around the, the house. place, down the street. There's cars driving up and down the street trying to figure out what's going on and where to park. And uh, I'm sitting here telling everybody, just don't look outside at the line. <laughs> I was like, matter of fact, just somebody please go unblock the driveway so I can go take this food. To the <laughs> <cater>. <laughs> I was like, I'll be back. Y'all just do what you can do until I get back. <laughs> and so, like, really, like, from almost from that day on, um, it's just been, it's been a whirlwind of just, I, I call it trying to catch up. Yeah. From what that from what that was, um, it was a blessing that we developed enough relationships that we had the support uh, of all the people that we had you know come across that we had, that were friends with and family with. Right. That uh, people wanted to see what was going on and, and support us, and you know, said we had put the work in, um, but we still didn't know what we had. And I laughed to this day because I was like, "Geez, man!" I was like. What do I actually? What I'm cooking now is ten times better than what I was cooking then. I was like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but so as a small business owner, right? Mm-hmm. Family owned and operated, Absolutely. nonetheless. Uh, but that's good when it comes to investment. Yeah. Well, sort of. You got to see your investors on Sunday, right? right when you're supposed to be closed. <laughs> you know, you you hope for the best. You hope for success. But in that short amount of time, right? Yeah. Day one to four months. How do you handle that kind of pressure? Because as easy going as you are and laid back and, and big smile, good looking guy, dude, <laughs> that kind of thing can crack you, right? You know what? I, honestly, I, I think I was so caught up in the moment and the healthy fear of not wanting to fail. Yeah. That you really just, you know, you really didn't have an, I told my, I don't have an option, but, <laughs> but to keep up. You right? knew how to work. Yeah. Right. You knew and how to so, work. So, you know, we had been. I always, I always tell people all the time, tell the guys all the time. If I'm talking to a bunch of kids and stuff, I was like, man, I was like, we were bred to do good stuff. I was like, my dad was in the military. My oldest brother's military. Their structure, structure. Yeah, yeah, so there was always this structure. My mom was 
always a drill sergeant with cracking whips. Like, <laughs> and the boss. So structure, yeah. structure, boss. Right. And you, and you never, at that point, you don't really know or really appreciate right. kind of what it was. But, uh, of course. you know, you just, you at that point, you, you're like, you're thankful that you knew how to get up every day. You knew how to go to work. You knew how to have fun doing what you're doing. And be thankful and be grateful right. that you have the opportunity. Some people never get the opportunity. Or they don't see it, never, right? They don't. They don't. See it. They don't want the risk, That's right? right. Well, so. there's always a, a a little bit of luck that falls into anything, Absolutely. whether it's sports, you know, yeah. basketball fall. But it's how you've positioned yourself to be ready for it. That's you right. Know what if you That's were right. lackadaisical, not putting out a good product, or you know, just kind of, oh, you know what, we're just gonna do whatever, da 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 da. <clears throat> if Allison Cook walks in or whatnot, and you've missed that opportunity or that yeah. luck factor, you right. know, of her catching it on Facebook or whatnot, and you're not prepared for it in one manner or not, those, it, it's kind of like, I, I'm a new father with a two-year-old, you know, yeah. it's like, I've got to start putting in work now so that it pays off future dividends with my son. Right. Same thing with any business, same thing with like what you were talking about, putting that structure in so that you were ready for that opportunity that, yeah, it happened, but I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, you know, because yeah. how I got here is exactly how I'm going to move forward. If you so. hadn't have been hungry to start for a pool boy, Shoot. right? <laughs> I'd probably still be looking. <laughs> I'd probably still be looking. But so. and, and that's the Connor's point is, so you you were open to the opportunity. That's right. You're open to being an entrepreneur and doing something different and you had the structure and the discipline, yeah. right? And so just that one, op- that's what's great about entrepreneurs is whether they're looking or not, they mm-hmm. find something that they can benefit from. And you obviously found the right spot, the right spot to start in, Absolutely. right? With, Absolutely. The, with the hopes of, I'm just gonna work. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta work. There's no option, right, That's for it. failure. That's and it. then, blessed beyond measure, Four months later, you're like, well, now what do we do? Right? That's, I mean, and that's, that's what. That's exactly how. That's the, exactly the approach. It's so funny, but that probably two places before that, we actually didn't get those particular places. They didn't work out because they were like, ah, you know, or we looked at them. We like, this probably isn't in, in, the, in, the, in the spot. Yeah. And um, just falling upon that particular place where it was, you know, <laughs> it was. They said it's crazy luck. It's, it's, there's yeah. some crazy there's, there's some crazy luck into it or you just got a whole bunch of favor you know <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> like, okay. you got a whole bunch of favor man uh, just some deserving and some not and you just um, like you said you got to seize the moment at that point right. I, said, I, I tell I tell the guys all the time even the guys we work with I was like man live in the moment of what's now I was like I was like don't let stuff slide by you right I was like because you you know looking for this and that some stuff that doesn't really matter you got to be in the moment of what you're doing right now. If, if, you're, if you're peeling potatoes right now, peel potatoes right now. Be the best yeah. potato peeler that yeah. there is. <laughs> it's like the Japanese motto. You know, if you're yeah. the guy who's making the arrows, understand that those arrows are going to the Warriors, you know, something That's like right. that. Or if you're if Absolutely. you're a janitor at NASA, you're a janitor at NASA. You know, like right. whatever it is, be, be perfect in your craft in that moment because right. you have no idea how it's going to help right. out everybody else in the, in the establishment. You have no so. idea because if you peel potatoes, sorry. Guess what? I see it. <laughs> I, I, I see. You I love know? the way you said that. Yeah. You peel potatoes. Sorry. <laughs> right. you, basically, if you ain't no good at peeling potatoes, right? I was like, if you if you can't if you can't master that thing right there, yeah. Like there's there's some steps that we really gotta we gotta work on at that point, right. you right. know? Because if you if you say, hey, he's doing that and he's doing it with a with a skill and a passion that he doesn't want to mess it up. Yeah. As to hey, I just want to get through. Right. Yeah. Now I got to go back and I say, 
dude, man, you missed all the starch balls and all that stuff in the potato. You got all these peels and stuff on here. You know, that's not what we want. Not the end of the world, but if I'm not here watching, then what? Right. That's right. And so uh, I try, like I said, I try, I try to get these guys to pay attention to the details. The devil's in the details Absolutely. of all the stuff that we do. And um, like I said, I wish we were all perfect. I wish I was all per- perfect all the time, but I know how to learn from them. Yeah, from those from those particular moments, man. And if you, uh, if you can take the time to do that, you can, you can do a lot of stuff. Well, we, I think you know. I th- correct me if I'm wrong, but what makes someone good to great is being able to accept constructive criticism. Oh, man. Right now, look, there's Absolutely. criticism and there's constructive criticism. Uh-huh. And when you're managing people like you guys are, mm-hmm. you've grown an organization. That training is critical, yeah. and then that feedback's critical. Absolutely. So people can't accept. You know criticism right and get better from it that's right man they need to go live in a bubble you know hey. so it sounds like you, you have the right motto that bubble's a lonely place <laughs> that bubble is a long i don't want to be in that bubble man. there's no there's not enough oxygen in there <laughs> right. for me. so anyway we're going to take a break okay and uh for for those of you listening we appreciate you joining us we're here with greg gatlin's and his family is out eating dinner and his stomach's growling probably but we're going to hold you hostage for a few more a few more that. sessions and uh, but we'll be back. We'll hear a message from our, our sponsor, Duke's Premium Meats. We're at Beavers, and we appreciate their sponsorship as well. And uh, we'll be right back. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas Ray's Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com. Awesome. Well, welcome back to part two of the Cost of Goods Told podcast. Uh, I know in part one, we were kind of talking about the origin story uh, Mm -hmm. and everything. we were kind of talking about the first establishment and kind of, you know, how that's a milestone and, and everything, but you've got several other milestones definitely that, that we'll, we'll, we'll get to. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the process of going from your original location to where you are now? Okay. Um, Cause I think that that's, that's something where, you know, if, someone's in this industry or thinking about getting into this industry <laughs> that's a tough decision too you yeah, know like first absolutely. it's that big leap there's a lot that goes into that initial absolutely. that initial thing and like you said there's a little bit of luck there's a little bit of planning there's a little bit of you know a little bit of hard work there's a um but then you know when it comes down to to spot number two i mean there's almost twice as much that comes into it so absolutely. if you don't mind talking about you know that process and, and where you were with your with your first establishment to to that point absolutely so uh that's actually we're actually kind of still feeling the effects or learning from the effects of going from 790 square feet <laughs> right. to 4200 wow um it was we knew what we wanted to do uh we kind of had it in our heads of kind of what we wanted to do and um we started that. We started down that down a road. We were like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is how we're gonna get it done. And um, you kind of there's sometimes those points in life where where your plan doesn't necessarily <laughs> come out the way you exactly thought it was gonna come out. Man plans, God laughs. Yeah, it's you know? just like uh, okay, let's see. Well, how do we, you know, how do we how do we go into this? It, I guess at at that point, 
um, from from a perspective of I guess even my peers, there weren't a whole lot of I guess guys that were either making that step or making the step from from a bigger place because mm-hmm. I mean we were kind of one of the first ones, so it was kind of like there's no real consultation. For right. barbecue, yeah, for barbecue. You're winning. right. You're right. A yeah. lot of independents weren't weren't growing, right? Like you guys were growing. And so uh, at that point, it was you know, uh, and then talking to them, they're knee deep in it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you're just kind of like, man, I don't even want to bother that dude, right? right. <laughs> even right. if I had, even if I had a question at that point in time, but uh, I said, I mean, it's was we, there a trigger point or was there a milestone that you hit where it was like, hey, look, you know. We were planning on 50. We can do 200 maybe or something like that. But now there's 300 people in line. Or, or what was it that was like, hey, we got to take the so, next yeah, step? Yeah. So the the whole time that we were doing it, you know, we were planning, you know, for big crowds. Like, okay, hey, we got hmm. enough parking. We got enough space. We, you know, if the lines get long, we know what we're going to do as far as, you know, if we get, need to give people – know food or beer or something while they're standing in line right we had all that stuff kind of planned out we opened up the place didn't have the beer and wine permit that took longer than what it was expected to take <laughs> so screw that part about it <laughs> so right. we don't have any beer to serve people during that during that time and then uh actually staffing the place as to us not being su- such an integral part Mm-hmm. of the equation all the time was probably one of the things that I learned the most. Uh, we staffed, but like all the, all the staff was all new. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> trying to get your learning curve on a larger place because you don't know how much product, how much product to cook or not cook, um, you know, how the flow is going to go, um, and then actually train your staff. Right efficiently right was a whole you know it was, it was just a, it was a whole nother beast i could yeah i used to tell dad all the time i was like it's a cluster <laughs> i was like i was like what are we doing he was mm-hmm. like man he's like you planned it out he was like just follow your plan i was like that's, that's good not, i was like it's not working man and he's <laughs> like well just stick to it he's like don't he's like don't don't get out of your out of your space he was like just keep doing what you're doing he was like it's like you everything that you're doing is like if something's wrong you can correct it right right i was like yeah i was like i was like it's all fixable i was like we just gotta fix it yeah and so uh you know he told us you know he just he just kept us kept it he kept me focused because i mean we we would be there early in the morning so we we'd have these conversations just sure. kind of me and him right and uh and then everybody else would get there and then it's it's go time yeah right and so um having that that relationship with my dad you know a lot of some people don't have that some people don't have somebody that they can necessarily lean on and talk to uh and really bounce your ideas off of or you know just even if you just honestly want to speak like man what the heck did we do <laughs> like, what did we do and so you know it's just re just reinforcing you know the things that you know that you do well so it's fair to say that while you didn't have anyone else to consult with, you certainly had the right partners. Absolutely. AKA your dad. Absolutely. Your brother. Absolutely. To consult with, to bounce ideas off of. Now we use whiteboarding, you yep. know, that kind of thing, right? Yep. To to either alter your plan, uh, implement your plan, 
and then make adjustments. That's right. Right. That's but someone right. who's getting his hands just as dirty because he was cutting briskets when I was there, uh-huh. and that was a few days ago. So yeah. imagine shop number one from day one. He's in there like, hey, look, this is how. <laughs> I, I, I always I, I tell him all the time. I was like, man, I really owe you quite <laughs> a bit because he was retired when we first got into it. He had retired. Really. And uh, it was probably thirty days into, <laughs> into retirement. <laughs> like, hey, that's the know. worst business to be in yeah. when you retire. And so you know, he didn't know any better. Right. So, uh, was which like, was a blessing for you. Yeah. I was right? like, hey, I duped you, huh? He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah you got me, son. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, I'll buy you a sandwich right. at the end of the shift. How about that? <laughs> and so, uh, like I said, he's he, he's been there, and he's uh, he he's steady, and he's just there. He's gotten grumpier, <laughs> <laughs> rightfully so. Well, uh, we all have. Yeah. And so. Uh, I laugh all the time. I was like, yeah, we were, matter of fact, we were back there cutting today. I was like, you remember when we were cutting, you know, <laughs> two, three, four cases of brisket. Now we're cutting, you know, 15, 20. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, just, that's growth. He's like, be thankful for it. And he's like, let's just keep going. Does he still consider himself retired since he's in the <laughs> no, restaurant business? No. He's like, he's, like, he's like, I got out of retirement real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Working more now out of retirement. And I, honestly, I don't think I don't I don't know if he if I think he can stop now. Yeah, I think is they're they're just as connected to it as I. Sure. Am. And for them not to be there, uh, he probably he probably want to be there without having anything to do. Mm-hmm. But right. To get up every morning, it's his routine of going somewhere, getting something done. You know what's happening, and so I think it's keeping his health and stuff. So, so there's a lot of challenges in owning a restaurant and shifting from a small to a large, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is, is one of the, again, this is a question, is one of the largest challenges um, the management of people? Absolutely. So, Because yeah. a lot of people don't think about that when they talk about getting into the business, right? right. You're dealing with other human beings for eight, nine, ten hours a day that are working under you, right? You got to train them. You got to watch them. You got to check them. Because it's your business. It's yep. not theirs, right? That's right. Um, I would think that management of people would be very, very difficult. That, so that was a, that was a whole other growth process. Yeah. Thank goodness I had, you know, some of that, you know, being with the Pappas family and working in that, oh, yeah. and working in that environment. But it's still totally different when it's your own. Right. Sure. You know, those people, those people were hired, but they work, they work for Chris and Harris. Right. You know, the people you're hiring work for you right, that's right. <laughs> and so it's a totally it's a totally different you know deal and my and i guess my approach i've gotten probably a little more strict and a little more stern the further the further along that i've gotten but <laughs> my uh i always wanted to help everybody man and it was like no matter where they were yeah you know hey how can i help you how right. can i help you and some people appreciate it some people don't yeah right? and you had to figure that out you know who was going to appreciate it and who wasn't you know, and then you can't force them. You can't. You can't. You can't make them do the right thing. They're either gonna do it or they're not. No doubt. You know, and um, you know, being able to to build a build a, a working relationship, and then you know, further that working relationship into a relationship where they really trust you mm-hmm. as a person. You know, and uh, you know, I know. I know. Sometimes they they don't. They may not like you know what I'm telling them. But I think at the end of the day, they're kind of like, you know what? I got a good place I can go to every single day. 
Right. People respect the place that I right. work, you right. know. And uh, like I said it keeps their families and stuff, you know, fed and you know, it keeps them at a you know, at a good level where they have some dignity in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I can if I can continue to do that, you know, I don't feel I don't feel bad. I don't you know, the the, the challenge of, of of leading people right doesn't become burdensome. Because you know, I said it can it can definitely get to be that if you let it. Yeah. But right. you really gotta see that like, at the end of the day that's a human being. And they desire the same things that you want. Right. At the same at the same time, but they just have to work within their space of where they are. Sure. It's like, hey, you can have all this. You can have and you can do all this, but is this what you really want? <laughs> I was like, if, if this is what you really want, I was like, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into this. Yep. If you're not willing to sacrifice, I don't want to necessarily put that on yourself. I know you have something to say. I do. Uh, well, because I want to piggyback off of that because yeah. I, I know you're kind of talking about in-house and mm-hmm. I'm going to fast forward a little bit because this is a question that I really have for mm-hmm. as, a, as an operating standpoint and just as a curiosity standpoint mm-hmm. because you've expanded to other operations as mm-hmm. well. So there's your establishment that's in the uh, airport yes. queue. Mm-hmm. And then you also are involved with uh, Jackson Street uh, mm-hmm. Barbecue, which now is both behind uh, Minute Maid Park and then also has a spot inside. inside. Absolutely. Now, they brought you on as a consultant, mm-hmm. um, but you're still very much hands-on. So when you're talking about employees and so forth, the day-to-day op- employees, I, I kind of understand that by working in kitchens with, mm-hmm. with staff and so forth or whatnot. A second, I would say there's there's... Second degree separation would be Q, uh-huh. and then third separation, third degree of separation would be Jackson Street Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Where okay, Q, you can't be there every day. Nope. It's it's one of those operations where it's like okay, even if you can get to the airport, there's still 45 minutes of security to get through. <laughs> so you you have to empower and train. Yep. But they kind of have to operate. I would think on a different on a different platform. And there there there's to me, I'd go great on this side of the head from Q and this side of the head from Jackson street and everything right here would be, you know, out falling out. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> gone, just gone. So if you don't mind, we'll, we'll start with Q. How, how do you get someone set up, but they still have your name strongly, strongly attached to that where it's, you know, that's your spot, but there's someone you know, there's, there's a pit master there that's that's got to kind of do his own thing. I don't mean to start talking for you, but no. if you don't mind explaining that a little bit, because there's a different staff that works at an airport as well. Right. So, so one, you know the situation going in. You know you're not going to be there with that guy every single day. From the beginning, you know, in the beginning, hey, I'm, I'm here with you. You know, I'm show you what to do. Make your mistakes while I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. You know, if something comes up, you always got the phone. But there's always this. Well, let's rewind a, a second. When when we opened Jackson Street, I was not used to operating from not being there. Right. Right. You were always and hands so, on, and right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned a ton from Bill Floyd, uh, just from being an operator where you're not there every single day he's like he's like greg he's like you're not gonna be here every day he's like tell me how he's like he's like what's the system that we need to put in place so that they can we can rely on the system 
and not necessarily stress you because you can't be everywhere mm-hmm. at one time. Yeah. And so, um, and it's all stuff that you had known before, but physically actually having to do it and just knowing it in the back of your head, it's two different things. <laughs> all right. It's two, it's, it's totally two different things. And, um, that actually, that, that experience actually prepped me for the airport. Okay. Even being, you know, more so you're like, okay, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is how we need to do it. Right. Now you guys can do it this way. You can not do it this way. You make the choice, right. but it's probably got to, I'll tell you what's going to happen if you don't. Do <laughs> now, you know, if you know the outcome, I say we've, we've done it. We've done it a thousand times. We've messed up enough to know. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not just telling you this because I think it's the right thing to tell you. <laughs> I'm telling you this because I've done it before. And uh, that bright idea that you probably had, don't do it today. You know, do it at home. Mm-hmm. But there's not there's not an exact science to the barbecue either. I mean, like you, no. you talk about some other barbecue joints that have a, a smoke place and then they send out, or even mm-hmm. let's just say a chain restaurant that just ships things in bags so that everything is consistent. Right. When it comes to that pit, <coughs> Saturday it may act one way, Sunday it may be another, and that you know, I I think you have a pretty veteran guy over at uh, Jackson Street, mm-hmm. um, also at Q, mm-hmm. uh, from my understanding. Yeah. So they may come with their own, but they also kind of come with their own style, their own way of doing things. So you right. kind of have to give and empower a little bit, or that's yeah, that's it. You you absolutely have to do that. I mean, you have to know you have to get to know that person first of all, kind of know what makes them tick. Yeah, you know, kind of hey, you know what's what's your what's your what's your strong point? What do you feel like you're weak at? And that's just done through conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, just talking to them and just watching them and see kind of what they do. Uh, but once you figure those things out, you know that okay, hey, he can do this mm-hmm. or he can do that. And then you try to put them in the best possible situations to succeed in doing that. Like, hey, and just and really just be upfront with them. Like, hey, you're not gonna be perfect every single time on on every single one of these just because that piece of meat isn't perfect. Right. Right. That piece of meat is different from that piece of meat. Never too same. Right. <laughs> and so the only way that you can do that, you have to figure out a way, one, to know kind of what you're doing and then be able to multitask doing something else at the same time because as I said it's there's always these moving parts mm-hmm. to what's happening and the better the better you can have yourself equipped with the systems in place and then hopefully you got the people that are next to you that kind of can take care of their responsibilities and whatnot but um I said, man, it's a it's a it's a it's a trial it's a trial to, to, to try to make sure that you can reach somebody where they are because a lot of times man you don't even know some of the distractions of outside of work right can really get in the way of kind of what they're doing day to day right and sometimes it's just easing that outside where they can actually concentrate on what they're doing yeah you know like hey man just let's what's five minutes don't worry about it the pit's good you know shut it down a little bit let's let's what's up you good and hopefully they feel confident enough to where they can talk to you sure and to me that's been that's been one of our uh, and I learned that just from just from my dad, just him just knowing me if I'm stressed out, and he'll just, you all right? You know that goes back to what something you said earlier, and I I use the word manage people, right? Mm-hmm. You actually use the word lead people, yeah. And that's the sign of a good leader is having a connection with his people, his employees, mm-hmm. and being able to see the signs of okay, look, something's not right. 
So let's just take five minutes and step over here and let's clear the air. Whatever it is, because I'll listen to you. Right. Great leaders lead people. Yeah. It sounds like the systems you have in place allow for that to happen. Yeah. But then also leaves the door open for, hey, I need help. Or, or you can see the signs, right? So yeah. It reminds me of a coach, too. Like, my coach would be like, look, once you walk on the court, don't matter if your girlfriend broke up with you, your cat died, whatever <laughs> happened it. or whatnot. But off the court, you need something, you need help, you know, something's stressing you out. We've got, you know, all these guys to help you out and do that so that when you do go on the court, you can clear your mind right. of all of that. Because otherwise, a, a freaking 16-hour shift is going to kill you if, if you if you bring in that baggage and That's so it. forth, you know. It sounds like, too, that you have a strong family background, number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm come from a military background where people lean on each other yeah. right uh, but then you also play college football in a team environment and Absolutely. that lends to teamwork uh, successes and failures together mm-hmm. and so uh, i think your background is perfect yeah for this industry i'm not saying it's easy but i'm saying you have all the tools in your tool belt to make make hay yeah. really while the sun's shining because you've got your own place you've learned how to give up control and others Yep. but then still consult manage from a distance and so that's really cool man from a houston boy tell you what man it's uh it's been, it's been a journey it's been a journey I've, I've appreciated every every piece of it and i said the, the more the more experiences i get the, the more i start to appreciate this the the, the small parts of it <laughs> you know you just gonna be like oh man it's great blah 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 if you're like hey man it was just good going over there to sit down in the corner with a guy just talking. You don't even know the guy. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, he, he may impart something on you never even thought about. It's true. And uh, those little small nuggets right there, those, those are ones that are, that are worth it. And it, a lot of times people come talking to you, looking for something, and you get ten times more out of talking to them, and they don't even know it. Sure. They don't, they don't even know it. They, they they don't they don't even realize it and know it uh, how much they bring to you. We should be getting the uh, the memoirs of the great Greg Gatlin. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean seriously. I mean when when we talked when 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 I came out to your spot or whatnot, it was like talking to a veteran in the industry. You know, somebody awesome. who you know either really deep dived into it and 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 really took the time to understand it, as opposed to a restaurateur who may hey look I opened up this barbecue shop and then. I, I don't want to be down in the dirty, you know, with, with spot number two or whatnot. You know, it, it, it was, it, I was super excited to have you on the podcast so that I could ask these operational questions Absolutely. because I'm going to learn from this mm. because managing people honestly wasn't my strongest suit. I was, mm. I was uh, egocentric. I was very much how chefs talk to me and it was my way or the highway very much micromanaging and where it was like okay yeah i may have a spot in the it would drive me insane to have a spot in the airport where i couldn't get to it if something was going on or watch that guy day in a day i'd be like cameras everywhere or what and that's that's not how you lead people i'm i managed how i was taught how to manage it took me a while to probably the environment yeah you know and so it's really cool to kind of see and and pick your brain about okay hey the consulting side is is a whole different ball game as to spot number two to a larger restaurant because the other thing i want to congratulate you on or at least give you a a ton of praise is the spot that you designed Mm -hmm. is not a typical layout for a barbecue joint at all i mean it is it is a full-fledged kitchen back there where it was like dude you could have 
any type of service you want in yeah. that kitchen. You know, yeah. you, 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 you could literally turn it around and it not be a barbecue restaurant tomorrow. The dining room is set up super nice. Like everything yeah. is just, it, it's elevated as far as the aesthetics of it. And then the kitchen is just set up so that she can do so much. I like cool that stuff. rustic Southern yeah. warm, homey feeling that you get when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last thing I wanted, I, dad, I told dad when we designed, it, I was like, it's probably going to cost us a little bit more, but like, I cannot stand, you know, because it's it's in that it's in that strip mm-hmm. right there, and yeah. we actually took up more space than what we originally wanted because <laughs> we didn't want anybody else. Wow, we did we didn't want three people in the in the space. Sure, like one other pa- per- person that's fine, but you know, three or four, yeah, ah, like let's not do that. And then when we sat down and talked to the project manager with the decor and all that kind of stuff, we kind of gave him gave him a, the vision of of what we wanted. Because that last thing I wanted was a pit, you know, uh, a tile ceiling. Right, She'd right. rock on the wall. She'd Drop slap ceiling a little, boring. Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> drop a little paint on the walls. And it's just, you know, it's not home. There's nothing, there's no character to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I laugh because that, the little house, <laughs> small as it was, it had a little character to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's the classic traditional little barbecue place that, you know, people go to. Right. And... You know, there was so there was there were times in there where there was and it's just it's so it's just so etched in my memory. There's a lady that came. There's a lady that came in, Miss Jan, and uh, she just she would always come in and she would order three pulled pork sandwiches, one for her, one for her husband, and one for her daughter. And uh, she came in that day and she was she was gonna order or whatnot. And um, my mom asked her. She said, Jan, what's wrong? And uh, she just stood there for a second. And she just broke down crying. Mm-hmm. And she literally she just broke down crying. She's like, uh, my, my dad's sick. And um, I just, she's like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do without my dad. And uh, just that moment is like, who comes into the barbecue place and actually spills themselves unless right. there's some type of comfort level sure. right. that you've developed with that particular person yeah. and the point that my mom actually took the time to say hey what's wrong mm-hmm. and then she knew she knew that person it was like you know what man it's like that's and it was not something that was she had to do or you know it was anything she just cared about sure. the next person enough to ask them how they were doing and I tell I tell the guys all the time. I tell you know the, the girls up front. And the guy was like, if you ask somebody how they're doing and what they you know what's going on, mean it, because they really might need to know <laughs> yeah. what's you know hey Good what's point. happening right and what's and what's going on man. And that uh, she still comes in to until until today. Her daughter's in college. I think she's in Pennsylvania now. And um, man, it was just that it made me realize that you're doing more than just barbecue. Yeah, you're, you're, it's whatever the calling is, whatever the gift that you have, whatever that you're putting out, is probably more than what you're doing at that point in time. So don't take yourself so serious. Don't <laughs> you know? Don't get caught up in all the hype of it. But you know, there's there's real people that are across the counter that have real problems. You yep. know, some of them may come in, they may be upset. You know, may not be you. 
that particular day. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is you. Maybe you did mess it up. <laughs> you know? But I said no pickles. You right. put pickles. Hey, you know, I'm sorry. You know, and if if they if hopefully you're you're genuine in your apology, and hopefully they can go on and say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have been so rough on the guy. Yeah. You yep. know, or you know, maybe maybe this, or you know, if you remove yourself and the arrogance out of it, you know, it may not come back for a month, but a month later you see him again and. You're like, hey, you know, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I yeah. wasn't expecting to see you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I had to give you one more chance, man. Is, it, like, is hey. it fair to say that you're in the service industry? Absolutely. I mean, I know we say that, and I know it gets Absolutely. watered down sometimes where we say restaurants are in the service industry. We service customers. Yeah. But then there's quick serve, right? There's fast food. There's, there's independent restaurants. There's chain accounts. But it sounds like what you guys are serving up, right, it's not just delicious barbecue nominated barbecue right but also a place of comfort and a place where people trust and rely not necessarily on the food always being the same every time not that Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. but they rely on a hello and a thanks for coming back and it sounds like your family and the employees you're training are doing that i mean i I will tell you and i'm sorry i will tell you that when i the, the one time i've come to your restaurant I was so excited, number one. I was, number one, I was, I was looking for you, but you weren't there. You were the unicorn that day. I, unicorn I knew that you day. existed, but I couldn't find you. I was literally joking around with the with whoever was working the register, and mm-hmm. I didn't know who it was because it's the first time I'd been there. Yeah. And I said something like, is, is Greg here today? And she was like, no, he's he's something running around or something. And I started making jokes about the dirty rice or yeah. the, something about and man, it was it was a great conversation. That's, it was quick. That's good. But it was great interaction, and I felt like I I knew I should be there. That's it. If that makes sense. That's it. Genuine. And by the way, the food was good too. I mean, hey, I, I, t- I tell people all the time, I say, the food is a bonus if it's good. <laughs> you know, if, you, if, you, if you walk in the door, and you know people are smiling mm-hmm. and they greet you, hey, how you doing? Is there anything I could help you out with on the menu? Is yep. this your first time? Yep. You know. It was a crazy lunch too. I mean, yeah. it was it was uh, middle of the week. It might have been a Thursday or Friday. I can believe. And I came during lunch, and uh, people were still just smiling. Yeah. Everybody behind the counter was still smiling, even though it was a busy, you know. Like, hey, man, people don't want to. People don't. They don't care about. They can spend their money know, anywhere. This, yeah, they can go. There's there's eight barbecue places <laughs> that are around where we are. Mm-hmm. I was like, they can go to any one of, one of them, guys. Yeah. They can go. They can go to any one of them. So appreciate that they're here. Yeah. appreciate that they're here because I mean he'd be here one day go on the next hey you could be walking one day and next thing you know you're not yeah mm-hmm. I was like so don't don't take today lightly do not take it lightly let's talk let's talk more about uh, your new spot okay all right let's talk about goals and ambitions and and even though you've only been there four years roughly four years. four years four years let's talk a little bit about that when we come back from the break we'll hear a little more from uh duke's premium meats and uh we're also here at beavers big shout out to chef arash and they'll be right back duke's premium meats home delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep delivering all over the united states duke's premium meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com. 
All right, welcome back to uh, part three of Cost of Goods Told. Um, if you haven't joined us for one or two, you're late to the party. <laughs> but don't worry, they're recorded, so you can go back and check them out. Uh, and as some barbecue fans say, or barbecue pitmasters say, show up late and lose weight. Hey. <laughs> but we're, we're here with Greg Gatlins. Thank you for joining us, Greg, hanging out with us. Thank you, uh, you brought your family, and that's super cool. I can see them out there running around and burning some energy. Sim, it hadn't torn the place apart yet. So. We are not, we are not liable for those. <laughs> he signed the waiver. <laughs> but we, you know, we've been talking about how you've come up. You know, native Houstonian, uh, where you went to school, sort of your background and structure. And as we fast forward into part three, um, you guys have now been in your new location. Well, give us the address of the new location. 3510 Ella Boulevard. It's uh, right in the Garden Oaks, Oak Forest neighborhood, right near uh, Walter High School. Which you could probably drive there with your eyes closed. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and navigate through the restaurant with no lights on, I'm Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Uh, so congratulations. Four years in your new spot. It's a beautiful restaurant. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I've only been once, but when I went in, it was homey and, and felt really good. And, of good. course, the food is good. And employees are super super casual and nice and, and interactive good um we, we talked about earlier you guys being in the service industry and you are and you're doing a great job with that so congratulations thank you, thank you. um so you know your four years are you settled in yet i mean does it feel like four years does it feel like a minute i mean you know <laughs> four years have gone by extremely fast okay like so just i can i can literally remember the first day like the soft quote unquote soft, soft opening. opening that we had. The soft <laughs> opening was down the when street. You got punched like, in the face oh, for the soft opening. <laughs> I never wanted a day to end. I never wanted a day to end but that day. Is that right? And I don't know if I I don't know if I wanted it to end so that I could get to the next to try to figure it figure it out or just like just so I can be like, yeah, I got my butt kicked yeah. today. But you know, I knew that the next week, you know, because that was uh, that was like Labor Day weekend, so that was that oh wow, oh, so, no. yeah, <laughs> you were going. But you won't do that again. I yeah, bet, yeah, so we had to open back up that Monday, and it was kind of like, um, <laughs> like, what are, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? How we, how do we get this? How do we get the times down? How do we figure out? Cause we just didn't, we just didn't know. Yeah. It was different if you went from a space that was you know the same size yeah mm -hmm. you you had you had an idea of kind of what you were what were you what you were going through eight times of the eight times the size of your original right. correct yes seven yes. seven yes. 790 square feet roughly mm -hmm. to 4200 yes. something like that oh, yeah. yeah yeah six oh, and a half times god yeah. dang. <laughs> don't ask me to do the math you know this no. is not too much before, but yeah. holy cow when you like when you really look at that it's kind of like i didn't think about it yeah i didn't i didn't think about it because it's you know i just knew that i was like hey we got it, you know. Is it's, you know, even the point, even the point of uh, getting the funding to do it because we probably went through. I think it was two, two or three banks mm -hmm. that wouldn't give us the amount that we wanted. Sure. And then another one of our customers that he's always he's always been there. He knew a banker, uh, and he said, "Hey, I want you to talk to this guy." We went in, we talked, you know, started off as kind of like an interview. Next thing you know, matter of fact, he's a straight dude. Oh, well, that's, that's the problem. Even, cra <laughs> even, even, even crazier. So he knew a bunch of straight, he knew a bunch of straight guys. 
And I said, hey, man, I was like, I don't know how this is supposed to work, but uh, if you can make it work, I'll forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're okay with the green jersey. (laughs) Right. And uh, so uh, we ended up getting the deal done with that, man. But, uh, you know, it was so much much happened, you know, just as far as getting that place together. And then, you know, when you, you go in and, so we were, we're 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 scratching and clawing. We're trying to figure out how much we're doing. We're staying up. We're probably sleeping three night, three hours a night. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to make sure the pits and stuff are cooking at the right temps. And, yep. You know that we're putting the meats on in the right spots on these pits and all that. Finding kind of the stuff. hot and cold spots. Yeah. And- so you know, it was a it was it was it was a rough it was a rough moment. And then you know trying to you know you're reading the reviews, but you're not reading the reviews, <laughs> and you're like, damn. It's a double-edged sword yeah. on those reviews, isn't it? and so uh, and, and I I like to read them because there's, there's something that I'm gonna miss. Yeah, and I if, I can't I can't I don't I don't have the opportunity to talk to every single person out there. So whether the review was good, whether it was bad, or whether it was mediocre, you know, I take them I take them all. Yep. And so I gathered all the stuff that was bad. And I was like, okay, how do we address all the stuff that's bad? I was like, don't take. It. I was like, we got the management team. I was like. Don't take anything personal. I was like, just read it, read it, and say, is it true? You know, or could that have happened? Sure. Right. Even if you don't, if you don't, even if you don't think it happened, could it have happened? Could it have? And so, you know, we try to we try to work through those particular things and see, like, you know, okay, hey, you know, what's the what's the what's the learning? What's the learn, learn, the learning moment? What's the what's the teaching point from this? Because otherwise, if you don't pay attention to this stuff, man, you, that's right. You got your head in the clouds and. You yeah. know what that you thinking your stuff does stink and <laughs> it's terrible. But yeah. someone says it does. Yeah. You at least want to be have the opportunity to Absol- address it. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And you know, it's just you know, it, and it's not to address it to to combat. Right, more, right, right. It's more of like, hey, how do we, how do we keep that from happening in the in the beginning to begin with? Sure. You know, was it something we said? Was it something we didn't say? Was it something we cooked? Were we off that day on the cook? You know, hey, how do we get them to come back in? Right, because right. I want you to be there. I want you to be there. Yeah, you know, you know. It's at the end of the day. If you're not there, you know, nobody's happy at the end of the day. So you you must see, you read them, but you don't read them. I picked up on that, mm-hmm. but you must see that type of feedback because everyone's an expert, right? Everybody. Everyone who's sat in your restaurant, everybody has worked in a restaurant, owned a restaurant. You know, they're all experts, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but you must read them, sort of. You know tongue-in-cheek or take it all in stride you gotta have thick skin you gotta have to sit those skin. and read those things you, you i mean gotta that's have thick skin there's some other restaurant owners in houston who i actually applaud they will they will directly address things that are false mm-hmm. on yelp or google or whatever mm-hmm. right reviews and and i applaud it i'm like i can't believe he said that yeah. to that customer mm-hmm. But there's so much of that going on, mm-hmm. right? That you have to be in the know. That's why you're taking the time to Absolutely. read it. And not that you guys have experienced that, but you have to have thick skin. You, you have to have thick. To me, I mean, I've I've had it since we were growing up. Because I mean, we. <laughs> <laughs> How many brothers? Three. Oh yeah, yeah. Where and, are you uh, falling there? I'm in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I'm you get it from both sides. Oh, you got that now. Middle. I know. Now I understand. <laughs> Man, and it, and it was. Uh, so my dad always told us. He's like, hey. I'm not going to applaud you for something that you were supposed to do. <laughs> right. He's like, you were supposed to no do No trophy that. for you. Yeah. Right? I was like, I was like, really? I was like, but. <laughs> he's like, I expected you to do that, son. He's like, that's what you've been practicing to do, right? And I was like, yeah. 
He's like, well, man. He's like, he, he give us a pat on the back, and he's like, it's and that's, and that, today <laughs> that's tough love, right? Yeah. Today that's tough. I mean, yeah. everybody's like, oh, that's abuse. And so, yeah, uh, like uh, my kids should get a participation trophy. Nah, get man. the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, that's, <laughs> but that's taught you along the way how to deal with criticism, it, 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 whether it be it constructive was. or not. And he, I mean, he would always tell us, he was like, hey, you, you were off, you know, half a step on that. All right, that's fine. So how do we just let's do it again? Let's yep. do it again. Or even in football, it's like you don't want to be the guy, you know. Or, or if you do get it, it's like you know, <coughs> hey, he's not telling me he's not telling me this stuff because he's trying to beat me down or whatever. Right, right. right. He just wants me to be. He wants sure. me, He wants it to be right. Yeah. The coach wants it to be right. The guys next to you want it to be right. So you're not screwing up the whole thing. If coach stops talking to you or criticizing you, he gave up on you. That's he doesn't it. give a damn. You That's know, it. like if, if he's it. talking all the time, he's just trying to get you yep. better and he right. wants you to be better. That's right. You know, that sort of thing. I think it's funny that you said that like initial, you know, like soft opening or whatnot was mm-hmm. it was a swift kick in the ass because mm-hmm. the day that I went there, I swear you had five briskets coming off before the doors opened just for caterings. Mm-hmm. There's I mean you were 10, 15 tickets already deep as uh-huh. far as what was going out the door before doors opened. Yeah. And then I remember Michelle walked over at one point. I swear it must have been like six, seven minutes in, and she had, you know, the tickets ticket. that was taller than me. You know, I mean, I was just like, oh, man. I still have nightmares where all I hear is that, you know, oh, man. And y'all were pounding it out, you know. And I know your restaurant is designed slightly different where mm-hmm. like typical but not typical but like your standard barbecue setup is okay you wait in this long line <coughs> yeah right. you get up there you put your order in and you kind of follow your food all the way down or whatnot yours is more traditional restaurant let's say where right. you put your order in it goes to the back and then you kind of wait and i don't think people one saw what all was already out the door and what was what was being addressed <laughs> or two they said well i put my order in now i'm ready for my barbecue now three minutes from now and it's like wait a second you would have right. waited 15 minutes in somebody else's line and given them the time to kind of you know hey you know what slow that order down yeah. you know now you got two registers that are just shooting it they're back banging there. back there they're, they're pounding them back and you don't know what's on the ticket right you know the ticket might be a sandwich but the two people in front of you may have ordered you know four pounds of meat three pounds of meat x amount of sides it might be a made to order side right you know it could be it could be any of those combinations of things right and so it may be a guest that hasn't been there before yeah <laughs> and, you know and so it's it, it takes a little a little longer for them to get that particular order correct mm-hmm. then god forbid there's a mistake on that ticket right, right. that the kitchen either got to come it, back it's got to come back and it's got to go to the front or whatever it is so there's a lot of different nuances but it's like i tell like i tell you know the staff all the time i was like they don't care about that right i was like you know whether it's right or wrong i was like we got to get them food yeah, we right. got to get them good food. We got to get them hot food, and we got to give it to them with a smile. So, <laughs> but you're also you're also not hotline right. sides either. I mean, I think there was like fried okra that was going mm-hmm. out. There was wings going out. There yep. was fries going out, and all of that is stuff that needs to be done to the order. Right, and that's impressive as hell. That your ticket times to me. So I, I think one guy walked up and he was like, "Oh, so I was like, dude, like I looked at the ticket, and I was like." <laughs> You see what you ordered? Like, you know, like, it takes fries a little longer than that to freaking cook, man. Like, w- wait a second, you know. But 
you know, them not knowing is, is one thing. And I know right. this is kind of industry talk and so forth. So we're not insulting any customer or anything right. like that. <laughs> to me, watching the operations side of it, it was like, holy cow, there's there's a lot that you put on mm-hmm. your staff. And they handled it so well. It and is. that was incredible to see. It's good training. You know, it's also an incredible thing to see when your mom walks over and she's like, can someone help me pull this, you know, big old thing out or whatnot? Uh-huh. I'm like, I got it. She's like, uh-uh. One of them can come grab it. I was like, oh, okay, you know, like, no problem. Like, I see. I was like, but she is, she's, she's in there. Your dad was checking the meat. I mean, pulling stuff off. I mean, everybody was working so hard, and that that cohesiveness mm-hmm. and that synergy and that team is not easily no. replicated, you know, or rarely found where it's like, holy cow, like you could just feel it. There was a different energy back there. There was a kitchen energy That's to awesome. your to your establishment as opposed to. And this isn't a knock on a barbecue joint or anything like that, but a barbecue is kind of like, okay, this guy's got the meat, he's cutting the meat, and yep. then like that's kind of what he concentrates on. Sides are boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And that's a great setup, and that, that eases a lot of things. To put that additional pressure uh, you know, on Michelle and everything like that, and she handled it beautifully. She's, you know? She's been a blessing to us, man. She, she has been an absolute blessing to us. And uh, that's another one of those situations where you don't know who you're talking to on a particular moment at a particular time <laughs> I tell people you're always on stage whether you want to be or not right? yep. you're always on stage you're interviewing for your next job you're interviewing <laughs> for you know your next relationship yeah, it's always something right I was like so always put your best foot forward you know hey didn't always work out but the times that it does might be the best thing for you man yep. uh, right. said she's, uh, she's, she's she's been in the fire before she's experienced she came in with an open mind to learn kind of what we do. And then she wanted to bring her expertise mm-hmm. into, into, into what we do and also just have a platform for her creativeness. Mm-hmm. And as I told her, I was like, hey, I was like, from here on out, I was like, anything that you want to do, just say it. Like, just say it. So let me ask you a question. So, and I haven't met Michelle yet, but I'm looking forward to it. But I've heard some, she's got some really good creativity, some of the sides she's bringing or making. What's some of the top two? What's top two favorites? Not your children, but the sides that she <laughs> that she well, brought. She's, she's elevated the sandwich program quite right. a bit with the with well, the I need a kitchen Maloney sink. Don't so get me wrong. I mean, I'm know. I'm all about the kitchen so sink one day. That pastrami when we first started talking about it. Um, we, you know, we were kind of like, hey, I was like, what do you, what do you think about pastrami? She was like, we can make it. I was like, you would, like, you want to do it in house? Hmm. I was like, she's like, yeah. She's like, we can do it. I was like, all right. That's, I was like, go brine it. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. was like, I was like, it's on you. I was about like, about ten days. Yep. I was ten like, days when you're done. It. I was like, when you're done with it, I was like, I'll put it on the pit. And I was like, I was nice. like, I'll smoke it. That's and, nice. and so, we we got it together. We pulled it off. I was like, yeah. So I, was like, I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, we can do this. That's very cool, man. And then she brought up the uh, the bologna sandwich. Oh. I was like, I was like, dude, you can't make bologna. She's like, whatever. I was like, I was like, you really think people are gonna eat bologna? She was like, yeah, they're gonna eat it if I make it. I, so she was, you know, she's real yeah. confident. And it's thick sliced. I heard it's thick sliced, put on yeah, the grill, yeah. smoked in house. And so we were trying to figure out what to put on it. And she was, I was like, I was like, don't go too far. I was like, you know, I was like, we gotta back it down <laughs> to where you know it's simple enough. But we want to. I'm, make I'm meat so shot. hungry right I know, now. Right? This is ridiculous. I, you can hear my stomach That's on the right. podcast. <laughs> back, man. And so when we finally got it to where we wanted it, and we bit into it, it's kind of like, 
that's the that's the one right that's there. it I was like that, that I was like that's it right there and she was like you you sure i was like that's <laughs> it i was like trust me i was like that's it yeah. <laughs> and so i mean we've we've developed a great relationship as far as being able to work through kind of what we want taste and stuff to yeah. be what we want the operation to be what we think works and what doesn't work um and i think the best part about it is that we don't agree all the time but then we got to come to do something sure and so once we say hey we're going to do this is what we're going to do we're both all in that's awesome we're both all in and it's 100 percent go i love that you have a bologna sandwich because i can remember summers you know being left alone by the parents you know they could trust us back (laughs) then or sort of right i mean they had to go to work there was no staying home yeah there was no work from home program back then and i can remember putting bologna Yo, Oscar Mayer bologna in the fry pan and yeah. watching it bubble up. Watch it bubble up and you poke it. Oh, and now when I see places who have bologna sandwiches, and, and I think y'all's a thick cut uh-huh. is what I read. Yep. Listen, we're going you better be glad there. I don't live. We're going that way. It's my you better be glad <laughs> I don't live like right around the block. Like, you come over, knock on the back door. Knock <laughs> on the back door. Dude, I, hey, don't say it because it will happen. Dad, it will happen. Thick slice. Did you have someone consult on the design of of your kitchen side of it, or did you go in kind of with like? Because to be honest, it's it's it flows fantastically. In that, I know you got a you know one one station, one of the stations, and this may be hard to to articulate mm-hmm. um, over the podcast. But you have one of the stations where you have a guy, and he's got his station directly in front of him, and then behind him is kind of your full arsenal with your fryers. Mm-hmm. You've got a convection oven over there, I think. You got a flat top, you know, yep. and that sort of thing. Usually when, when you're trying to design a restaurant, there's only a couple movements that you want that person to do. You don't want them to have to travel 15 yeah, you feet want to, be to efficient, go get something. Right? And right. sufficient and, and stay. Even his turnaround, he's efficient. Like I mean, that's that's a quick turn, and he's got it right there. Right. That had to have been thought out because, you know, it, not only in the design of the menu where it's like, okay, look, if he gets a ticket that's got seven things on it, he could easily get in the weeds and, and, and be behind. Easy. But... It, it it felt like even when there was the hard tickets, it wasn't it wasn't a struggle for him. And I mean, obviously that comes with like some skill set, yeah, but yeah. you also have to on the back end of it design the restaurant so that he can operate that way. So it's just and then it's it's that line there where everybody's got their station, and then you've got a great little prep area. You got your storage kind of off to the side, and yep. the you know it's it's just designed beautifully. It's designed beautifully not just for a barbecue standpoint. It's designed beautifully for a restaurant standpoint as well for the service. So um, when we went in to design the kitchen, I knew what I didn't have at 19th Street. <laughs> and I had I had this wish list of what I wanted to have at the next place. And so as I kind of started to put things together, as I started to think about the menu of kind of what we wanted to do, what we could do in the future to try to build it, you know, and lay it out as to, hey, this is what we can do. And so uh, it took a little time. It took a little time to do it because I kept changing my mind <laughs> about, about some different things. And. I was kind of like and then the guy, you know, the guy that was helping uh, with the design that was uh, with Paige. He was like, "There's no right or wrong necessarily to it." He's like, "This is some conventional stuff." I was like, "Well, that's not necessarily going to work because it's a barbecue joint." Right. Right. And I was like, "So we got to do X, Y, and Z." He's like, "Okay." He's like, "Well, if that works for you, go for it." Yeah. And so it was just believing in kind of what you were doing, man. And like I said, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't have, and I always, I always laugh. Uh, I tell Michelle, I was like, dude, we're spoiled. 
was like, we are absolutely. We are, like, we are spoiled because we'll we'll walk in and we're like, they don't have this or they don't have that. I was like, oh, I was like, it doesn't even matter. I was like, we could downsize. I was like, if we got into a situation where we just had to get, do something, like we could downsize and just be like, boom, 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 right? And really, you know, really adjust and 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 do those particular things. But I said, man, it's a uh, it's a labor of love. Right. Well, I think it's a testament to your foresight, too. Um, well, you knew what you didn't have, of course, yeah. right? But yeah. you don't know what you don't have until you don't have it, and you don't know what you don't know. So to be able to plan ahead, though, right, and right. say, hey, I don't have all these things, but in my mind there's this vision that I need this to run efficiently. Right. You don't always know because you didn't have it. That's right. Um, and with no prior owning of a restaurant, right, yep. uh, even though you had experience, it was catering. Yep. Uh, but anyway, I think it's a testament to your foresight and, and planning and uh, you know, bouncing things off your dad and your brother and all the guys who are sweating in there with you. Jeez, man. It's, uh, <laughs> what do you think about this? You think we should have this? You know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting the funding, so let's right. put it in. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, just do it. Man. Like, just do it. Like, why? Like, just, I don't know well, why to piggy- asking me. To piggyback on the foresight part, part of it, I think we kind of had that discussion a little bit mm-hmm. where it was like, dude, you could do something else on top of this with mm-hmm. that. So, you, you know, um, it, it, it's, okay, what is going to be the next thing that we do? Well, shoot, we can test it in a in a freaking kitchen, you know? Yeah. Like, you have a yeah. full setup where it's like, that line on its own yeah. is a full setup, let alone everything that's, you know, would be behind you if you're, if you're staring at that, at, mm-hmm. at that kitchen line. Um, so what, you know, I, I know that, you know, you've got, so many irons in the fire right mm-hmm. now but you know with that kind of setup you know michelle's got an arsenal to play with and kind of experiment with which will which will be fun to see as well as as things move forward but right. what is what are you thinking about or what you know if you don't mind kind of giving us a little what's insight next? into what's next gotcha so when we when we open that we up when we open thirty five ten, we actually got to do all traditional barbecue stuff during the day then we're going to flip the menu to do something Come on. a little different at night where we actually even thought about having servers and stuff at night. Really? Mm. So, so table uh, service. Yeah. So we thought about that. So we just, we, when we got hit, when we got hit with the other stuff or right before we were like, well, let's just hold off the table service and let's just kind of see how things are going to go. I mean, we, I mean, we were getting hit steady and we, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we couldn't, we couldn't keep up. So then, then we made the decision to close from three to five or whatever. And so the dining part of that kind of got put on the back burner. And so now that we've kind of gotten ourselves comfortable and not, we're thinking about what we want to do next. And so, um, a lot of that, a lot of that kind of hinges on one location of, of you know where we want to put the next location, or if we want to redesign the barbecue even to a different concept. You know, we haven't made the decision or really you know locked down if if we want to move barbecue again at any point in time. But uh, it's 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 a it's a definite option. For that to for that particular place to be flipped into somewhere, so like I said, we're looking at something like some. We'll redesign the line and put a live fire grill in mm. there. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so we're looking at doing a steak program and stuff like that because that, the neighborhood doesn't have a place where they can actually have steaks on that side of the like freeway. Like steak night, I got you. Yeah, like so it'll be it'll be full blown. You know, you know, 
it won't be the fancy, you know, schmoozy kind of steakhouse, right, right, right. but right. more of a neighborhood steakhouse. That's cool. That's needed. That's needed because the white the white tablecloth steakhouses I think are going to start to go by the wayside a little bit only because people one are starting to get better cooks at home and so forth and mm-hmm. can get quality steaks but it's also one of those environments where it's like I'm not comfortable. Yeah. Um, while your restaurant, it's funny that <coughs> the the dining room is comfortable for the barbecue setting, mm-hmm. but then it also could be a very nice sit down with the fa- with the family, or even you know if you BYOB'd it, you know you could yeah. have a glass of wine mm-hmm. and sit in there and feel like you're in a in a proper spot. While other places may not lend to that, which mm-hmm. is you know perfectly fine or or whatnot, but your space is designed for that in so many facets that that's why when I you know, when we were talking about the foresight, I was like. There was a ton of foresight into this, and it and it looks so great, and I'm I'm so excited because it's like, oh man, you got you got every tool in the shed in there. Like, all right, let Michelle run wild one night. You know, once once the gears are running, you know. And that's what that's 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 literally the intention of. I tell her all the time, it's like, don't don't stop your wheels from turning. Mm-hmm. I was like, because mine are turning all the time. She's like, <laughs> she's like, how do you? She's like, how do you find the time to sit down and just think? I was like. Michelle, I'm walking over there and I'm thinking. <laughs> right. I, was like, I was like, literally, like, if, if I walk over there, if I see something, I'm thinking. And she's like, you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. I was like, I can't help it. I was, like, I was like, I literally can't help it that, you know, she has, she, she has something that she wants to do and something that she's, she's reaching for as far as professionally herself. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, hey, I'll do everything I can you to reach that particular you know goal or that feeling that you that you feel like hey you know i've done what i've wanted to do sure i was like hey that's cool i was like i'm right here with you i'm right here with you again it goes back to leadership right you want your people to be successful whether that's with you or without you or or you know and so it's really cool that you support that i do man congratulations thank you so you mentioned um you know so we're talking about the future it sounds like sounds like maybe a couple different concepts either in the same spot or in a different spot. Yep. You've got your hands in a couple other projects. <laughs> uh, and, and probably in some other places too we don't even know about. Oh, won't tell us. <laughs> and I won't get you in trouble by no. trying. I mean, I want all your secrets. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> but We'll turn off the mics for those. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, shout out to your dad. Shout out to your family, your mom. They're helping you, helping you be successful. You've done that. Um, it sounds like Allison Cook. Uh, wrote up a good article about you guys early on, and she's done that for other places. We've talked about. It. Hey, by the way, Allison Cook, come on the show. Uh, shout out, Allison <laughs> Cook. Greg Gatlin said it's okay. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> anybody else you want to give a shout out to? Man, uh, surely your my family. mom. Yep. Uh, my family, man, from wife, the kids, uh, my brothers. Uh, all my close, all my close relatives, cousins, man, uh, all the guys that from the industry that have come in and supported yeah. uh, early on. Uh, Chris Shepard, he came in, and we've gotten to be really close. Um, he's always been shout there, out, so Chris Shepard. That's a wonderful yeah. mind to pick, right there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Seth and Terrence mm. uh, over past provisions, yeah. man. Those guys have always been super supportive uh, of me. Wayne Mueller. Okay. Uh, Great guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Cameron over at the Brisket House. Yep. yep. Um, all those guys are really supportive, man. Uh, my meat vendor, uh, Rafino Meats, uh, Paul. Oh, Paul, yeah. Yeah, and his and his dad, Larry. Um, they're they're always they're always they're always right there when you 
when you need them you know to ask a question no matter what it is whether you think it's a dumb question or you know if you if you need something that you know that you're not always thinking about at some point in time uh, takes a village doesn't yeah it takes a village there's there's a there's a there's a ton of people man all all the folks at at st thomas you know all the folks at rice Mm -hmm. uh that are with me you know my all all the guys that i played with were we're still all relatively close that's cool everybody's doing really well in life and um you know, just being a, being able to be a part of the a part of something. Yeah. That's uh, like I said, just bigger than yourself. At the, at the you know, at the end of the day, you know, you just you're just grateful. You're that's grateful. a really good point. Being a being a part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Helps you keep perspective. Yes. And I'm sure your family keeps you honest, just like oh, mine keeps man. me honest. But man. but it's finding whatever that is. Absolutely. Right, that helps you be well grounded, but yet appreciative. Man, it's uh. uh that's a great point. It's a big deal, man, and it's and it's and it's a lot of life lessons. Yeah, you know, and hard life lessons in that. And uh, I said, just uh, me personally, just steady trying to grow, steady, mm-hmm. steady trying to go. We're gonna, you know, life at thirty is different than at forty. Mm-hmm. Life at twenty five is different than at thirty. Yeah. Right. And the knocks that you've taken, the stuff that you learn, you know, hopefully you're better, you're better off for somebody. At the end of the day, like I said, we're in the service industry. That's just our industry, but we're in this life to serve too. Yeah. And, oh man, good point. And if you can, if you if you can catch hold of that, and really know and really believe that at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's one thing to say it, but if practice. You, yeah, because you you got to take yourself out of a lot of a lot of stuff <laughs> because you I mean you can you can really be like you know what I don't have to do that necessarily you know I, I feel like I made it I yeah. feel like I've done something. But it's like you know what, you really hadn't done much. You're like, did you change a person's life at some point in time? Did yeah. you did you help somebody out? You know, have you sacrificed something for somebody else? Somebody at some point sacrificed something for you. Sure, and you so, might you don't know what it is, right? I don't know. But I have to give you huge praise in that not only having one establishment, which takes 110 percent concentration and so forth, but then to have all of the other you know, the Q and then yeah. um, Jackson Street and so forth, because that takes another percentage of time and energy thinking about the next thing and all the things that you're doing in your restaurant or whatnot, but then also being the family man that you are on top of that. Yeah. Those are all things that require 110% dedication to if you want to do it right. And mm-hmm. it just, I mean, your son was awesome, super polite. <laughs> your kids are, you know, behaving, you know, and it's like those things, you know, especially in this industry, you know, something's got to give, whether yeah. it's going to be your social life or just the, the, the stuff that's going through your head, you know, however it works, something, something's got to give yep. because to, to, to have what you have, but to stay grounded yes. and i mean coming on this podcast you know whatever it is it, it's hey, just hey awesome. we're big time don't don't act like <laughs> don't act like you know we're not doing him a favor okay <laughs> yeah. hey honestly this is like if you if this is about the closest thing to therapy that you can get <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be though because i hope other listeners are listening to this and seeing that you know you you put yourself in a position where it's like let it grow organically and now that you're at a position where you know you've said i don't have to do something else I kind of want to, but I'm going to wait for that opportunity to come again, you know, and that I think if, if people can understand that patience and it's like, look, stay grounded, stay yes. appreciative of what you have. Talk to your family. You know, it was, it was one of the things I was on a podcast where someone was talking about the food truck industry. Yeah. And it was like, so what piece of advice can you give? And they were looking for operation sides. I said, look, 
talk to your family before you open up a business because you've got to have their support because if that starts to crumble in any shape or form or whatnot, you start to crumble if, if that means as much as it means to you, you know? Um, so yeah. it's just awesome to see that the three pieces of the pie or however you want to put it, you know, mm-hmm. are just well done. So, mm-hmm. you know, huge, huge props for Thanks, that, man. you know, so. Yeah, congratulations for, uh, yes. you know, all your accolades. Those as well. And you know. Um, you know, all your success. We wish you continued success. We, uh, we're, we're super appreciative of you being on the show. Thank you, guys. Uh, we feel like I think we've, we've been enhanced, number one, and blessed yeah. with your insight. And uh, we don't want to keep you from your family too much longer. But one more time, tell us the address of your restaurant. 3510 Ella Boulevard, Houston, yeah. Texas, 77018. Gatlin's Barbecue and on social media. Whoa, let's see what we got. Gatlin's Barbecue at Gatlin's Barbecue for Instagram. Gatlin's Barbecue and Catering for Facebook and <laughs> Gatlin's BBQ for Twitter. Which Thanks. one are you most active on? Uh, I'm probably the worst at it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would say probably Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Probably, probably the most. Yeah, um, I mean. I, you got bigger things to worry about. Man, I just can't. I, you know, the kids, they, they bother me. The ones that. The younger kids that work, guys that work with me, and they're, they're like kids, they're younger adults. It's like, what are you doing on the Instagram? Like, you got to put more pics. I'm like, hey, man. I was like, I can't keep up with your check and everything else going on on <laughs> right. Instagram. I was like, what, you, what do y'all want to do? It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I saw your Instagram. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to look deep into those Instagrams. I see you following, you know. But if you're if you're a hundred tickets deep before doors open, I mean you're you doing something right. That. Some guys we you know they awesome. they live and die by that Instagram because it keeps them face you know. But but it was cool to kind of see that the business side of it was was so solid that it's like you know what I'll post when I post or whatever. Yeah. You know you got the website and everything and it, all the information's there. But people are coming in the door. You know, we're so. trying to keep them there, man. We're we are trying to get we'll we'll do a better job of keeping you guys up to breast on social media. Hey. Michelle, I hope you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, you're in charge of that now too, whether you knew that or not. What days you open? What days you close? Uh, open Monday through Saturday. Uh, Monday through Thursday is 11 to 8 o'clock, and Friday and Saturday is 11 to 9. In the event that we sell out, we will close early. <laughs> Doesn't have yeah. to happen often, but it could happen. Show up late, lose weight. There that's what they go. say, right? And then hey. as far as uh, Q goes, that's up in the airport. Yes, Terminal, Terminal E. e. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. If you're in the if you're in the airport, uh, definitely go and support. Uh, beautiful space out there. Uh, well designed by OTG uh, Management. Out there, beautiful bar. Have yourself a drink. Mm. Uh, some great barbecue. Uh, you'll probably smell it before you get to it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's a good thing. And if you're downtown at the Astros game, uh, stop by Jackson Street Barbecue with uh, Bryce Gilbert and Steve Ryan uh, down there and inside the ballpark as well. Very cool. We'll tag those two. Absolutely. We'll give a little shout out. So. Absolutely. Thank you, Greg Atlas. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure, man. Appreciate you guys. Love your family. You got a good soul. Amen. Come back anytime. Try not to mess it up. I'm coming. I'm coming for a bologna sandwich. I'm there on you my go. way. There you Tell go. Michelle I'm on my way. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank that you to all great. our listeners and everything, and thank you to our sponsors, uh, Duke's Premium Meats and Beavers for hosting this awesome spot and you know giving giving the kids a place to play and everything like that. So again, thank 
thank everybody. You know, it's one of those where every single time we do this, I'm definitely in the moment and, and super appreciative. Right. So cannot right. cannot thank you enough. And, and I hope people listen to the whole thing because there's a lot of words of advice that you gave out there. A lot of and wisdom. A, a lot of wisdom. And I'm going to be picking your brain again. So expect you earn those gray hairs. Hey, you earn those gray hairs. I'm getting them, man. I'm getting them. I'm getting them. <laughs> I don't have any, so, you know. <laughs> they are coming. Well, thank you guys for having me. We really do appreciate it. And Our uh, pleasure. Having a chance to visit with you guys has been great. This Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time. Awesome. All right. See you all next week. Peace out. Later. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com.